Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Redlands campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Years later, the 1200s, there was a Latin worship poem called Veni Sancti Spiritus, which means come Holy Spirit. And this actually, this was like a number one hit for the churches in the area. Like we just sung a song that rates on the top 40 worship songs or whatever else, I don't know. To be honest, I don't really care. But this was a song that became number one, Come Holy Spirit. In the 1200s, churches, believers started to pray this prayer, Come Holy Spirit. And here we are in 2023, not just as Gateway Redlands, but across all of our campuses. And I just sense that this is a prayer that God is leading all of his believers across the world to pray. You know why? Because we have come to a time where we have realised, because we do need to remember, we are not in control. We are not in control. You feel like you've got a grip on things, but then you realise it's sand and it drips out of your hand and you go, well, I've got nothing. Come Holy Spirit. My favourite part of that video is where Jay said, I'm excited about the things we haven't seen yet. Come Holy Spirit, let me take just a few seconds because we're gonna do this over the next few weeks um, to clear up some theology because I know this prayer can make us start to go, hang on a minute, hasn't the Holy Spirit already come? Yes, absolutely, you are right. The Holy Spirit is given to every believer upon confession of your faith and trust in Jesus as we humbly come to Him to, to give us salvation, to restore the relationship with, the, with our Father in heaven, the gift that Jesus gives us in that moment, it's talked about being a seal, like a seal, like this is done. The Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. So in that sense, yeah, you don't need to pray, come Holy Spirit, you've already got Him. He's there, He's in us. And if you believe in Jesus, He's in you, He's in me. But it's also true, and like I prayed before, let's not be foolish and confine the Spirit just to our bodies. The Spirit is at work all around us. The Spirit moves in us and through us, but He's moving around about us as well. And He's doing things in the lives of other people. In fact, when you are sharing your faith with a friend and that friend comes to faith, you actually had nothing to do with that. The Spirit was at work. The Spirit came, come Holy Spirit, and illuminated that person's mind, illuminated that person's heart, and they received Jesus. That's a work of the Spirit. That's an answer to the prayer, come Holy Spirit. When we see the miraculous happen, the, the trip we just heard about as, as the team went to PNG and saw people come to faith, saw people healed, saw all that stuff happen, that's the power of the Holy Spirit at work. And that's how I believe He responds when His church on their knees in humility says, come Holy Spirit. Example that I think of, I'm not gonna say too much about this example because it's coming up in the series. One of my favourite passages of Scripture is Acts chapter four. Now, Acts chapter four is two chapters after Acts chapter two, where the Spirit came and filled the first believers, right? Pentecost. The Spirit came, they had the Spirit. The Spirit had come and filled them. Two chapters later, they're thinking about what's just happened. People out there are threatening to kill us. This is the scenario. This was the missional context in which those believers lived. Now, that's not the missional context in which we live at the moment, but it is getting pretty rough out there. The missional context for them was shut up, stop talking about Jesus or we're gonna end your life. And so these believers who already had the Spirit in them met in a room and they prayed, consider their threats. In other words, we see the scenario around us, we see the missional context in which we're in, but God, would you fill us? 
Would you enable your servants to proclaim your word with great boldness? And what happens next? The place where they were meeting shook and they were all filled with the Spirit. They already had the Spirit. Now they're filled with the Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and empower them. And they went out and preached the Word of God boldly. There's an example there. We already have the Spirit, but we pray, come Holy Spirit and move in power. 1 Corinthians 4.20. This is what Paul said. Paul had the Spirit. Paul travelled around the known world with the Spirit and with his other fellow believers and all the people who he met and saw filled with the Spirit. That was all going on. But he said in in 1 Corinthians 4.20, the Kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Word and Spirit. And again, I reflect on my heritage. My heritage, Baptist heritage. We love the Word. Sometimes the Spirit makes us nervous. Sometimes the Spirit, the power of the Spirit makes us a bit suspicious. But without both Word and Spirit, talk and power, the mission is impossible. And that's what I hope we will start to understand all things considered, whatever baggage we bring to this prayer, come Holy Spirit, whatever our doubts, whatever our fears, whatever our experience, whatever our positive experiences, whatever our negative experiences, and I know there have been negative experiences, we come humbly and we say, come Holy Spirit. Much like the Spirit is in us already as believers in Jesus, as followers of Him, but we are praying for Him to move around us. It's very similar. We believe the Spirit has given Gateway Baptist Church in our time and history a vision. He's given us a plan. He's given us a purpose here across all of our campuses to walk with Him and to walk into the future, the plans that He's enlightened us with. It's not like we've gone, here's our plans, Holy Spirit, now come and bless them. Or like Ben talked about last week, walking into the presence of the Spirit in your secret place and then going, awesome, I've refueled. I'm like a Tesla, I've just charged up. Now unplug and go and minister. No, the Holy Spirit is with us all the time. The Holy Spirit is with us all the time. And so just as He has given us a vision, we now are praying, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. We know that your, your kingdom is, a, is, is not just of talk, but of power. And so we need you to come, move upon it. Move upon our plans, move upon our vision, move upon us and move upon our cities. And so I wanna talk this morning with the time I've got left. What do do I care about the time I've got left? I talk as long as I want to, usually don't I? Yeah, thanks Grant. You're the only one who's like, looks happy about that. We're in for a long one. No, no, it's all right. We'll we'll get out of here soonish. Anyway, I'd love to spend the rest of the time I've got talking a little bit about what we see in the year ahead, 2023. We're looking towards 2028 as a church and looking at planting more campuses, seeing more people, having the opportunity, opening doors so more people can hear the life-transforming message of Jesus across our community, across our nation, across our world. I wanna talk about 2023 and some exciting things that are coming up for us, the things that we do see. I can't talk about the things that we don't see but I'm excited about those too, along with my senior pastor, Jason Ellsmore. Before I get into the specific things uh, about Gateway Redlands, let me just remind you of some stuff that Jace talked about in that video we watched before and give you some more detail about it. Um, As we work through this series and this prayer, Come Holy Spirit, there's a few things that we're doing apart from our Sunday gatherings I'd love to let you know about. Uh, We've got that slide there. It's just the one that starts off with the 21 days of prayer and fasting. So from February 26 to March 19, we are calling all of our church, all of our campuses to a three-week period of prayer and fasting. We do this every year. 
Um, if you're a booklet sort of person, and uh, there's a Come Holy Spirit life group studies, by the way. On the flip side, if you just do that, you get the 21 days of prayer and fasting guide. These are all available online as well. If you go to our website and click through the resources, you'll find both of those booklets. But if you prefer to have something in your hand, they're available in the foyer afterwards. 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're kicking off on, on Sunday, the 26th of February. February 19, we're releasing our Spiritual Gifts podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, so I'm unashamedly plugging it for you. It's been a lot of fun to talk with a whole bunch of people about their spiritual gift and what it looks like. Uh, we're inviting you as we get to that week where we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, we're gonna invite you to discover again what your gift is. You may already know this, but again, just to, just to be reminded of what the Spirit has put in you that's unique and how you use that gift to build up the church and to help you with that, we're putting together a podcast looking at 22 of the different spiritual gifts talked about in Scripture. And you can tune in to the ones that you, there's also a spiritual gift test that you can take and your top three or four, you can go and listen to the episodes that correlate to your gift. Uh, some exciting conversations that we've been having as we've been recording that podcast. On March 6th at our Mackenzie campus, I think it's a Monday night, we're having a healing prayer night. Uh, so you'll hear more about that as it gets closer. But if there's stuff going on in your body, there's stuff going on that you, you would love to God to heal. That's gonna be a great time to come together as a church. And then we're having this unified prayer night on March 19th. That's, that's near to, as we get towards the end of the 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're gonna do it a bit differently this year. We're not asking everyone to go to Mackenzie. We know that's a long trip. What we're gonna do is we're gonna have a united prayer meeting where all of our campuses are meeting in their own locations, praying for the same stuff. Okay, we're gonna be linked up Somehow, I don't know how that works yet. I'm not that technically minded. Uh, I know Dave is here this morning and he is uh, thinking about that already, but we are gonna link up uh, our campuses somehow and be praying together as one church across many locations, praying together this, this prayer, come Holy Spirit. So it'd be great to be a part, for you to be a part. That's a Sunday night, actually. Sunday night? Yeah, I think that's a Sunday night. Yes, I'm doing the math. Yes, it is. No, it's a Monday night. What is it? It's a Sunday. Sa Sunday? Thank you, Brooke. You're a blessing in my life. It's a Sunday night, um, so look forward to that. That's, that'll be here, that'll be here and we'll be praying together. Okay, let's get, it, let's get into the Gateway Redlands stuff. I know you're excited to hear about it. Okay, well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk about some really practical stuff here, but I wanna make it really clear, I'm linking it with our values as a church. We never wanna move away from our values. So in June, from June 9 to 11, we are having our first ever, I think, Gateway Redlands Church camp. I don't wanna do that again because I don't want you to pretend like you're excited. Uh, I, I, um, I know that there's two details up there that when your brain starts to figure it out, you're going, hang on, a camp in June at Christmas Creek? Are you kidding me? It's still a bit warmish in June, okay? It's gonna be fantastic. Uh, I, the, we, we, as a church, we hunger for the presence of God. That might seem like a weird thing to put underneath a church camp. But I believe that as we gather together as His people, and we have this more, more uh, extended time together over three days, two nights together. And just stuff like sitting around the campfire, getting to have conversations beyond what we're capable of here, meeting people outside of our life groups, praying for one another, hearing uh, teaching from the Word, worshipping together. As we do that stuff, God is gonna do something in our community that will accelerate us in a way that wouldn't be possible otherwise. And I reckon that's what's gonna happen as a result of this camp. Our community, and I love the community that God is forming here. Our campus party last year, even though I was so high on painkillers after surgery, it was a great day. <laughs> I don't know if those two things are connected, but uh, it was a great day. Uh, we had a good time, but it was a limited time of a few hours together. 
coming together across a weekend, camping together, doing all this stuff. You know, evidence of the Spirit at work in us is that we love each other. We love each other. Jesus said it, the way that you love each other will show the world that you are my disciples. And as we come together, three days together, the the community that the Spirit is forming here as we pray, come Holy Spirit and form us more deeply. This is gonna bear fruit as people, your friends, the people you live, work and laugh with who don't yet understand the church, they don't know what's going on. When they come and witness what's going on here, they'll go, there's something going on here that I wanna be a part of. That's my heart for camp. So I saw a few people taking photos. We'd love to get this many people that are in the room now and in all of our rooms there at camp from June 9 to 11. It's gonna be cold, we're gonna warm each other up with our love. There, I just went cheesy. Let's move on. The next thing is care for the islands. Care for the islands. You know, as a church, we value the ones and we live with abundant generosity. It was so exciting to see this ministry grow last year, but I reckon we've only just got scratching the surface. The, the people who live on Maclay and Russell and Lamb and Carrig, all the different islands that are out there, they are part of our Redlands community. And we are told to love our neighbour and they need our love. This is a church that is so generous. And we say we live with abundant generosity. We aren't just trying to you know, give ourselves a pat on the back or try and motivate us or anything like that. I wanna tell you that last year's Christmas appeal, do you remember that? Feels like a long time ago. But last year's Christmas appeal to build a daycare centre for the children of the women, women who are being rescued from human trafficking through our Bloom Cafe. We wanted, we wanted to raise money to build a childcare centre. Last year, we raised the most we've ever raised for a Christmas appeal, $347,000. Yeah, unbelievable. And so that makes, that makes the project more than possible. Like that's more money than they needed. It's, it's phenomenal effort. We, are, we live with abundant generosity and we value the ones. We value the ones. As that team who put on their red shirts, some of them don't wanna wear the red shirt and that's fine as well. You don't have to wear a red shirt. But when they get on the ferry and they head over to the islands, Jenny, are you here this morning? Uh, Clive, is, the family is represented well. The, the love these people have for the ones is phenomenal. And it's a love that we should all have. And so we wanna see this ministry grow this year. I've been chatting with Jenny about some dreams and visions we've got for the year ahead and they're exciting. Stay tuned. We've got a red uh, tub out in the foyer. There's there's no day which you can't bring in uh, some food to keep our pantry stocked, food that is provided for people on the islands, but all around our community who are doing it tough. We wanna have holistic love for our neighbours, not just to meet their physical needs, but their spiritual needs as well. So stay tuned. I reckon this is one of those things that we see but we don't see. And what we don't see is gonna be bigger than what we do see. And so as a campus, I'm excited about where we're going and supporting and loving those on the islands. The next area is life groups, life groups. Now this, you're going, I think this meant to be new stuff. Yep, well, I am so, again, last year, the growth in our life groups was phenomenal. I felt in my heart that life groups were kind of a bit, 2020, 2019, pre-COVID. And once, once COVID came, people are gonna just drift away and not wanna be a part of smaller communities. We've gotta think of another way to connect people. I was so wrong. The growth in life groups, like we, went from, we went from two in, 2020, in 2021 to like 15 in 2022. I've joked, I just, I just watched the Holy Spirit and Kathy Gillum work and it was an amazing outcome. But you know what, and this is a misplacement of uh, Jesus' teaching that Eleanor quoted right before. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal the, the metaphor that Jesus used uh, to apply it to life groups. 
The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. There is such demand for life, people wanting to be in life groups at the moment. There's not enough groups to put them in. And so here's where I am saying, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit right now and prompt people, prompt some of you who have thought about leading a life group before. Maybe you've led a life group in the past. We need you to lead a life group now. If you've been a part of our campus for maybe 12 months or more, it's not on you if you're new. Like if you're new, don't don't worry about this. But if you've been a part of our campus for like 12 months or more, come Holy Spirit and prompt you to open your home up, open your heart up and lead a life group. You know, some people freak out about leading a life group because they think I'm not a teacher. Can I tell you the more important gift than teaching to lead a life group is hospitality. It's hospitality. You don't have to be a phenomenal Bible teacher to, to lead a life group. You do need to be hospitable. Open your heart, open your home to welcome people in. And if you would like to talk more about leading a life group, if the Spirit is tapping you on the shoulder, again, Kathy's not here this morning, you can chat with me, send me an email through the week or send Kathy an email. Let us know that you're the one that was prompted as we prayed that, come Holy Spirit. Next, renovations. I said at launch night, who's excited when they see the word renovations? Give me a show of hands. Yeah, okay, good. That helps me because renovations are a bit um, hard when you're the pastor. <laughs> but we, we have uh, immense pressure on our facility. We are so thankful for our facility. This is a really good facility. But look around, this room is fuller than it's ever been, in my time anyway. Not than it's ever been, but in my time fuller than it's been. And what that means is there's a whole lot more kids heading out to Kid Zone and Kidlings and Youth Church than there ever has been in my time. And that's putting pressure on our spaces. We have, we have been really obedient to the, to the command from God to go forth and multiply and we have babies everywhere. Like just be careful when you're walking around, you don't trip over a baby that's crawling on the ground. They're everywhere. And that, that's put a lot of pressure on our Kidling space. And, a lot of, and therefore a lot of pressure on all our other rooms as well. So we've got some renovation ideas and these aren't just renovations to make our room uh, look better, to make our, our place look better. It's because we value the ones. We, we want, when we say everyone who comes through those doors is welcome, we don't just want them to hear it, we want them to see it and feel it. And you, you are the main part of that. You being a welcoming person is the main part of that. The next part of that is making sure we've got the right space for people to go. And so right now, if you're a young parent and your husband or wife's turn or, or whatever it is to, to look after the baby, like I see a few up the back doing, often the, if, the, if the kid starts making a bit of noise and you wanna take them out, there's nowhere to go other than the foyer. We wanna create a space for that. We also wanna, this doesn't have a lot to do with, uh, with kids. We raise tomorrow as leaders. We want, we want those to be a space where that happens. We also wanna create a new welcome lounge. We feel like our foyer is, is a bit jammed and, and, and Sunday morning, all the people, it's great, but, but everyone sort of congregates around there. We wanna do a bit of reno, renovation in our kids' own room uh, to create a welcome space. Now, we don't know when that is going to happen because there are two significant roadblocks. I'm not gonna tell you what those roadblocks are, but I am gonna ask you to pray that those roadblocks would be removed because we really wanna do it, but we're sort of waiting for some other things to, to fall into line in order to pull the trigger on those renovations so that we can make this place more welcoming and more conducive to raising tomorrow's leaders. That's coming, we just need to pray that those roadblocks would be removed, those barriers would be overcome. There you go, there are some specific things that are happening. That we are doing our week in, week out ministries as well, they're all coming up, uh, but there's some things that are sort of newish 
that I wanted to highlight as we, as we are praying, come Holy Spirit, and we look at the year ahead as we look at 2023. Can I talk for a, few, for a minute or so about finance? Finance. You know, everybody, and I've said this before, everybody has a part to play in this campus, this church, becoming everything that Jesus has in mind when He thinks of us. Everyone, if, if you come and sit and don't serve, we won't be the fullness of Gateway Redlands that Jesus wants us to be. We just won't. And I don't wanna put a percentage on it now, but I know we're not 100%. If you call Gateway Redlands home and you are not serving, and I, I'm not thinking of anyone in particular, so I can say this a bit bluntly, you are stopping us from becoming all that we're meant to be. Now that, that is a full engagement of every resource that we have. This isn't just, and I, again, I've said this a lot, when we talk about giving, it's not like we give 10% to the church and the rest is ours, mine to do whatever I want. God actually wants 100% of your life, 100% of your breath, 100% of your words, 100% of your resources. And you would use all of them to see the kingdom come and God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm not asking you to give 100% of your money to the church, by the way. <laughs> don't, don't do that. But are you willing to say, Jesus, use everything that I have to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that will mean, I believe, a portion given to help our dreams together, our vision together be fulfilled. The Spirit gives gifts to each of us with the goal of building up the church and part of that is financial. And I, I do wanna put up on the screen, by the way, I became aware of this. So this is our bank account for our Redlands campus. If, I don't know if you wanna take a photo of that, but the reason I'm putting that up there is that I'm aware that some of you, because of a variety of reasons, have joined Gateway Redlands from another campus and you give by direct debit. What the, if you just switch over the account from the campus you used to give, because us campus pastors are so competitive and we like to outdo each other and show, look, I got the biggest offering. That's not why, that's not why. Uh, it just helps us to, to plan and strategize around where we're going as a camp, each campus as well. So if you're, if you're able to do that, that would be fantastic. But maybe for some of you, we, and I'm, I'm actually in this category, we need to be a bit challenged about how abundant our generosity is. And maybe we need to review, not, not just how much we give to the church, to see the churches that we're a part of, to see its vision realised, but more broadly, like how abundant are we with our generosity? I'm excited about the year ahead. I, I'm, I'm, finding you, I'm finding your faces a bit difficult to read. I mean, there's so many different people here and your faces are all different, but who's excited? Who's excited to be a part of this church and where God is taking us? I'm excited. I mean, I, when, I think about, people ask me, I went, I went back to Toowoomba last Monday for a funeral, I had people lining up to say day because it was at the church that I used to pastor. And they say, what's Gateway like? And I say, genuinely, genuinely, I have to pinch myself because it's amazing. It is amazing. The, the, the Gateway Redlands campus, the people there are incredible. The church, the other staff members, Eleanor and the rest of the team are, are, are phenomenal to work with. I really feel like I need to pinch myself in case I'm dreaming and I'm not being silly, I'm being genuine. I'm so excited about the year ahead. I'm so excited about the vision God's put in our hearts for 2028. I'm so excited about what He's saying to us as a campus in 2023. He's gonna remove the barriers for us to do the renovation. More life group leaders are gonna step up. We're gonna see leaders for tomorrow and today raised in this place. This is gonna be a phenomenal place to be. But without Jesus, it's a complete waste of time. When God came down from heaven and looked at the city of Babel and He saw that tower 
built up to the heavens. He was impressed. God was impressed. God himself was impressed about what humanity could do without him. We have the resources in the room to build a phenomenal community here. The programs, the events, the facility, the resources we have add up to something pretty great. But without Jesus and without the Spirit breathing in us and through us, it's a complete waste of time. Jesus said it. Apart from me, says Jesus, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. Fruit that lasts, fruit that lasts for all eternity, not just in this lifetime, but will last for all eternity is only possible as we abide in Him. We are capable of some pretty remarkable stuff together. We are. But our deepest dreams, and I hope the deepest dreams in you are the same as the deepest dreams in me, broadly speaking, is to see people encounter the life-transforming message of Jesus that you and I have experienced. That's impossible without the Spirit. And so what's becoming my deepest desire for us, Gateway Redlands, in 2023, and not just in 2023, but forever, is that we would abide in Jesus, that we would remain in Him. Listen to His words. I am the true vine and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes so that it will, remain, so it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I wanna say, Gateway Redlands, specifically to us, I'm not just talking about the visions we have as a church and the dreams we have as a church. This pushes out, this remaining in Jesus and abiding in Him pushes out to every single nook and cranny of your life. Everywhere you go, Jesus is saying, abide in me. Don't walk through the door and say, right, I'm abiding in Jesus, awesome, I'm here. And then when I walk out, the abiding's over. I can go do what I want now. I'm going to a prayer meeting. I better, I better just take a minute to abide in Jesus and pray, 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 pray. Prayer's over. I, okay, I'm not abiding in you anymore. I'm gonna go do what I want. Now this abide in me is an invitation to you to walk with Jesus through everything that life throws your way, every place your feet take you whether it's to P&G or to your neighbour's house or to the job site, to the classroom, abide in Him and you will bear much fruit. My heart is that we as a church, that this, what we do here, prepares you, equips you, inspires you to go out to the places wherever you are called to go and that's where you're going and be fruitful as you abide in Him. Let's stand to our feet. Again, as a couple of weeks ago, I reckon this just applies to all of us. Do you know, do you know that you are in God's heart, and I'm talking, I'm not, like I'm talking about all of us, but I'm, I'm speaking to a collection of individuals here. So I'm talking to you, singular. 
among the people that you live, work and laugh with, you are a foretaste of heaven. You know, you know those verses we, we read where it talks about when, when Jesus comes back and He's gonna put everything right. He's gonna wipe every tear from every eye. He's gonna overcome injustice. He's gonna end pain. He's gonna end suffering. That's what heaven's like. And sometimes we pray, Jesus, make it happen because I'm so sick of it here. And I'm just gonna dial out of your mission until you do that. So when it says, your kingdom come, your will be done, it's like, Jesus, come back and make everything right because I don't like it here. That's a misunderstanding. Jesus looks at you and says, you are to be a foretaste of the heaven that you're excited about. So as you go and as you walk in the world and as you pray, come Holy Spirit, and you see injustice and you see pain and you see suffering, you step in and ask Jesus, what can I do to alleviate this? This is the fruit that we produce. It's often grown under really harsh conditions, but it will taste good to those people around you who the Spirit is breathing upon. As we look forward to the day when we see Jesus face to face, when we see that day, when we think about that day where every wrong will be made right, every tear is wiped from every eye, no more pain, no more suffering, perfect love and justice rolling across the earth. As we look towards that day, we live like it in the now. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If we can pray for you, or you would like to take a further step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to connect with you. Please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au and click on Get Connected to let us know.